Uh, if you are hearing this, you are hearing an archive. <laughs> um, I guess I do have the um, the blog talk radio live, but there is no live video. All right. None. Uh, I believe they say zilch. They might even say zero and or zip. Uh, we are not allowed to be live right now on the privately owned uh, social media things. And so I'm pretty sure that the free speech absolutists left are going to be doing loads of segments about someone other than Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. Phoenix Cleaters betting on it. Other than Alex Jones? Betting on it handily. Maybe. Let's do this first. In Father Teresa's wine cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show. Murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism, discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. I literally thought she was dead. My daughter and I both thought she was dead. A frantic search for Tashi Vance began Wednesday afternoon. Family tells us they were suspicious that her daughter's father was holding her captive. This is crazy. I, I didn't even I didn't even think it was it was local. The cry for help making its way to community activist Tracy Fant across social media. Even calls to help find Tashi coming into our newsroom. This crime was the most awful, most horrendous thing that I have seen. Tashi's aunt, Darlene Atkins, sitting down with me to explain how she says the suspect, Jesse Crooks, managed to get Tashi to a friend's house. This is her words. I would much rather it been me than my children. Once he got her in the car, that was it. Atkins says Crooks, along with two others, began beating on Tashi, even violently dragging her outside. She says her niece was recorded on video moments after the brutal beating. My heart dropped um, when I saw the video because I saw her try to lift her head. And as she tried to lift her head, I saw the blood like leak from her lip. The video quickly surfaced, and that's when family says Greenville and Pickens County deputies, along with Easley PD and SWAT, all responded to find her. Had we not had that video, I truly believe that we would not have her today. A report shows police track crooks down all the way in Florida at a Holiday Inn. We're told Tashi remains hospitalized with everything from fractured ribs to bleeding in her lungs. Get involved because this cannot continue happening. This cannot. Lane goes on to say that abusers want to make people feel alone and isolated and she wants to remind everyone out there that is not true. Domestic violence needs to be taken seriously in South Carolina. We do have a GoFundMe page for Tashi inside of our Fox Carolina News app. It's called Fresh Start for Tashi and if you would like to donate, they say she is a long road to physical and mental recovery. For now reporting live in Greenville County, I'm Shale Ramin, Fox Carolina, the 10 o'clock news. COVID cases in Michigan are the worst in the nation. The state averaging at least 5,000 new cases every day this week. 
Let's go to MSNBC's Corey Coffin, who's joining me from Royal Oak, Michigan. Uh, and uh, again, I'm so glad to see you with your mask on. What are the health experts saying, Corey, about this recent surge? Yeah, Alex, unfortunately, epidemiologists say given the spike and just how vertical that spike is in this state right now, if they cannot get the spike under control fast enough, then the infection will spread faster than they can vaccinate people. They say that would mean a very different timeline for the state in terms of getting everything under control. That means from late summer or early fall to possibly the end of the year. Listen to what one of the doctors that I spoke with earlier today had to say about this whole situation. He heads up the COVID unit at the hospital we're at here cases, uh, you know, in the hospital tripling. Um, and even even in the population, we see cases, uh, you know, more than that. So if you look back at the bad surge that we had in the fall, the last big spike of cases, you know, the curve looks awfully similar. And that was that was a large surge of patients that we had. It is eerie to say the curve looks awfully familiar, given all we know now, Alex. And he said that there are several factors that play here. Obviously, we've been reporting on the record travel and the spring breakers traveling throughout the country. There's also pockets of this state in particular. If we pull up the heat map here, you can see the thumb region of Michigan, where people have been more resistant to some of these uh, mask measures and the social distancing. And that is where these rashes of cases are starting to pop up more and more. And then there's this other factor of the UK variant. The doctor told me that it's very fast spreading here in Michigan and in fact in part, parts of the communities he is seeing that UK variant spread faster than they can get people vaccinated and that's why Governor Whitmer has requested more vaccinations from the White House to try to ramp up their vaccination effort here in the state some 60,000 more will be sent just this week alone which is a record number. Hey, thanks for watching our YouTube channel. You should know that you can follow today's top stories and breaking news and catch up on your favorite MSNBC shows all in one place. Download the NBC News app today. We're following some breaking news out of Florida where Governor Ron DeSantis has declared a state of emergency after a reservoir containing hundreds of millions of gallons of wastewater is leaking and may be on the brink of collapse. The leak just south of Tampa has already forced hundreds of residents to evacuate. And last hour, the governor told reporters his biggest concern right now is flooding. What we're looking at now is trying to prevent and respond to, if need be, a real catastrophic flood situation. The uh, water quality issues that are flowing from this uh, for us is, is less than the risk of everyone's health and safety, particularly folks who may live in the area. Let's go to NBC's Sam Brock, who's joining me right now from Palmetto, Florida. Sam, with a welcome to you. So let's talk about the primary concern at this point. The governor outlined both of them, but is it flooding or might it be what's actually in the water? We had heard so many reports, Alex, for days about there being radioactive elements in some of those water supplies, not the one that's currently leaking, which is the southern reservoir, but two other ponds, man-made ponds that are adjacent to it. Today, we were told that that's not correct, that there is not levels or elevated levels of radium that would warrant danger in terms of exposure to radioactivity. They said that there's a nutrient problem in the water, which is to say there's too much nitrogen and too much phosphorus, too much ammonia, that if it got out would be an issue environmentally, but not one that would rise to the level of radioactive exposure. So that contradicts what we heard, but what Governor DeSantis said was they are still pre preparing right now for potential catastrophe. As you look over my shoulder, this road is blocked off. This is the evacuation zone. It goes about a mile and a half north from where I am in Manatee County. 
a mile south of the site and then a mile east of the site. Within that zone, there are 316 homes that were told to be evacuated. The reason being, if there is a breach, Alex, and some of the good news here is that we started at 480 million gallons of water in that southern reservoir. It's now down to about 350, according to the county, and it's quickly accelerating in terms of how much they can get out and how fast. That's coming down. But if it were to <laughs> breach right now, let's say, the county administrator says it will be somewhere in the range of a 15 to 20 foot wall of water that would come gushing out into the adjacent community. We know, according to sources there, that not everybody has heeded the warning and left when they were told to get out. There's definitely some people that are staying behind. You can tell people there's a Category 5 hurricane coming. Doesn't mean they're going to respond accordingly. But as far as the radioactive elements or lack thereof in this water, that did come up at the press conference. Here's what they had to say. But to be clear, the water being discharged to Port Manatee is not radioactive. Uh, it is primarily salt water from the Port Manatee dredge project mixed with legacy process water and stormwater runoff. And DeSantis and all the folks with environmental protection said that all this water has been tested and will repeatedly continue to be tested as they discharge it. One other point I'd like to make, Alex, there is a natural gas facility in the evacuation zone that I'm told supplies power to potentially millions of customers in the state of Florida. Oh, cool. That's another big concern. Beyond just the flooding like and loss of property, what's going to happen to that plant if you do see a 20-foot-high wave of water gush out? And how many people potentially would be impacted? I'm trying to drill down an answer from the gas company and from the county about that. So far, I have not received details. We're going to keep at it. But right now, everyone's kind of on pins and needles. Lastly, in terms of how long this could go on for originally, they said it would take 12 days to drain all of the water from that reservoir. With the acceleration right now, the additional pumps that have been brought in, they now are looking at an estimate of maybe four to five days. If they can buy that four to five days, perhaps you can avoid catastrophe here. It is truly a race against time. Hey, thank And um, folks may have heard of Mayor Lovely Warren. Uh, Mayor Lovely Warren comes to speak on police reform. Some of the, the plans um, and how we definitely are going to do things a lot differently as it pertains to people that are exercising their, their right to protest. And if they're doing it peacefully and um, that they will be allowed to, to do that without any intervention from our police department. And they have different steps, different tiers of when there may be engagement. Uh, we're definitely hopeful, and as has been in the past, that, you know, our protests have been, you know, um, mostly peaceful and will continue to be so. And our response will be one where it's not insightful or it's not an adversarial relationship. We want to make sure that people get the opportunity to exercise their, their First Amendment right, but also um, that we make sure that we're keeping them as well as our police officers and our public safe. 911 or 211 would do an assessment. They would they have certain questions that they're asking the person that's calling in to see rather um, a mental health team will respond by itself or if they may need some other, um, you know, a law enforcement or a police officer to respond along with a mental health person. One of the things that we put in place 
through our Department of Recreation and Human Services is a mental health response team. We have social workers that are now currently on staff, as well as some that are on contract that we, you know, in off hours will call in. Those people will respond. They will work with the ambulance or um, the fire department take the person to the hospital, make sure that we turn them over to uh, a, a another health official and get them the support and the help that they need. What we found is that many calls that our police officers were responding to, especially mental health calls, that they should have been and could have been handled by a mental health professional. And we're going to make sure that we have those people on staff and available to respond to those calls. We had a homicide response team as well. And so now, if a homicide were to occur in our city, not only will the police respond, but also our homicide response team will respond as well. This is a team that goes out to the scene, works with the family, works with the neighborhood um, that is experiencing trauma, doing follow-up with them. And so both teams actually respond to the scene and works with the community as well as those families that are affected by this to try and deal with the trauma that's happening. Hmm. All right. You're not feeling it? No, not really. <laughs> not not she- really. <laughs> Um, well, she really, really lost me on the part where she said um, it could, it should have been and could have been handled differently. So why the fuck didn't you if you could have? Why huh. didn't you? And why would I believe you when you say you're going to this time? And the last clip made me laugh. I don't know if people heard me laugh like partway through. <laughs> but as they're reporting about this like horrific fucking like natural disaster shit and it's all serious. There's fucking, there were Amazon vans driving uh, behind the reporter. And I was like capitalism stops for no one and nothing (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right uh leading into it um yeah again if you are catching this uh you are definitely catching an archive because right now we can't go live so we just ain't is be live all right fine i'll fucking upload it uh (laughs) yes all right so um we did uh we did have some gosh darn news. I know if you were looking up some uh some funzy McFunzerkin. Yeah, I was looking for fun stuff and then I got sidetracked. Apparently, um I don't know. Uh, people on Twitter want to shoot me, I guess. I don't know. That's a thing. What the fuck? Yeah, tell but, them that's no way to behave. I don't want to tell them anything. I, I I would rather not interact with them. Hmm. Yeah, the uh what's her name? Lila Micklewaite or whatever the fuck her last name is. She's uh doing the um shutdown Pornhub movement. And, like, she's literally tweeting about how nobody can say anything to her because her husband is, like, a military-trained sniper. And, like, all these dudes are in the comments talking about, like, just being really aggressive to people who are mean to her. And it's like, well, I'm one of those people who's mean to her because she's lying. So I guess that means you want to kill people who've done sex work to protect sex workers? Conservatives are fucking weird, man. Tell me you're married to the general of Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married to the general of Antifa. Oh my god! Remember when somebody said that we were like, like super high up in Black Lives Matter? Like it was like our fucking movement or whatever. That was way back in the beginning. We were recording over telephone audio. Yes. Yeah, that was a little tough. I don't think there even was a Patreon then. It was just like, hey man, PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> 
send us money on PayPal. All right. Um, let's take a uh -oh. look at the um oh. these. Oh, we... oh, oh, my bad. I, thought, I, I don't know who's going. We have not coordinated this. <laughs> the uh, these black women got the police called on them called on them in a in a restaurant and um for very reasonable reason that you might also find reasonified. Mm -hmm. You can check out the video that we have right here with some uh, accompanying audio, as it were. Righto. oops -a doo There we are, matey. That's a lie, but... How dare you? And especially, and especially the way black people are viewed nowadays. You call the police on us over this. Asian, so that's the way you treat us? I'm now, now this here light-skinned, nappy-headed, Negro-colored woman, mm -hmm. she went up in this here restaurant, ordered something, a dessert item, didn't like it, and wanted to change their order. Mm -hmm. Now, far as I'm concerned, that means you call the cops. Well, maybe. Wait, <laughs> so wait, the restaurant called the cops on her? Uh, they, they went and got the owner. The owner called the cops on her? Yes. She was trying to make it seem like I was trying to not pay for it and just try it and not pay for it. I asked if I could get something else. And you can tell she's about, she's trying not to cry. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh God. And they love that shit too. That they want the ugly black girl face cry. They want the ugly, but then also like, I don't have to take anything you say seriously because you're being like emotional. Unreasonable. Mm -hmm. You would think white feminists would get that after Hillary Clinton in 2000. Uh, what was that, 2008 that she I stopped cried? counting the years. <laughs> How many times Hillary has run <laughs> since she turned 34 or whatever age you have to be? <laughs> right? So she's saying, yeah, she's saying, like, you guys are trying to make it seem like, um, like I'm not trying to pay or some shit. Mm -hmm. um, and they said they couldn't do it. I felt sick after eating it. It's a very strong, sour cake. And I just asked if I can get a refund. So I don't understand. Yeah, it said they felt a little sick. It was a strong, sour cake, mm. you know, and I don't even know the name of it. I couldn't pronounce it when I tried to read it in the Twitter thread. Oh. Wait. Oh, I would like to look at the Twitter thread to see the name of it. Oh, let's, I fucking pulled it from Tariq Nasheed shit. Oh, I bet if you look up um, that now, this is the thing. Um, conservative black outlets are basically the ones covering this right now. Basically, now it's them and us, which is why I think it's responsible to cover that shit myself. Right. Because it's only them. Right. So this is how you're going to find it posted. Racist Asian calls cops on black woman. Yeah. Because it's the conservative black outlets that want to put a... The Asian did mm -hmm. it. Why the police had to be involved over something like that. It's so embarrassing. This is when it's like, it, we, I can point to the anti-blackness without it being so special because it's Asian. Nigga, everybody got a slur for us. Oh, everybody absolutely does. And, you know, there's definitely, like, anti-black sentiments in the Asian community, but... Like, my biggest issue is still um, white supremacy, not really Asian people. Yeah, just as you were saying that, this is what I'm fucking reading. Like, oh, man, here oh, it is. Oh, yeah, I guess we should read it. What we just <laughs> passed, we passed uh, a note back and forth. We should we share did. it with the class. <laughs> we did. But as you were saying that these conservative black outlets are going to cover it and make it anti-Asian. Yep. I'm looking, because I'm looking on Twitter now, and I see the Asian lady calling the police on black women for on a, a black woman because she served her bad cake is why I won't stand with Asians. Okay. And it's like, yeah, y'all. And again, wouldn't that be off code according to their Neely Fuller? Ah. Wait, no, no, I understand. understand. Hey. Can you get a call 
Yeah, like, and the cops are on the radio seriously discussing this. And then the young individual, they went ahead and, um, what else? This is like a $5 piece of cake or something, right? Yes. Like, it's just a piece of cake. Call the cops. All right. You gotta call the cops. Look how scary she looks. Terrifying. She's got a midriff shirt on. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, when the blacks are showing you their bellies, they're showing you, like, and this might be, this may very well be a cis woman. They're Mm -hmm. showing you where they create more blacks. Oh, is that why it's dangerous? Yes. mm -hmm. Danger. Mm. And uh, this young individual, apparently they have one of those TikTok accounts. Mm -hmm. uh, T-I-K-T-O-K. You probably heard of it. And they they spoke more of it on their TikTok account. If you live in New York City, then you definitely come. Oh, yeah, that was a pig standing right there. It, it, the, oh. the pig was black, so you may not have immediately recognized him as not. a blue life. I did not immediately recognize him as a blue life. Tra- especially when they're around my complexion, you start kind of blending with the uniform. I'm, not, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm okay with saying that. They need to start getting, like, face tattoos or something so they could be more recognizable. Yeah, maybe the just Compton give, Sheriff tattoo. Give them more flair. <gasps> more flair. Or maybe only flair should be, that should be their only guns. I don't know. Shit. Definitely know this place right here. If you live in New York City, then you definitely know this place right here. So it's Prince T House. And she's pointing to, and she has on the exact, so she probably went straight home and made this video. Because mm-hmm. that's the same damn shirt. <laughs> then you definitely know this place right here. Being a restaurant that recently went viral on TikTok. On Wednesday, March 31st, me and my friends went into this establishment. I ordered the Duran crepe on their menu. And shortly... Duran crepe? A a crepe, yes. Okay, so that's like an ill type of cake or something. A crepe is usually like a really flat pancake that's filled with... Has like a... Like wrap... It has a filling in it. It's really flat. It's kind of like a taco. A Duran crepe. All right. (laughs) Kind of like a taco. Afterwards, I started to feel sick. I asked for a manager and the owner came over. She proceeded to tell me that she could call me an ambulance or I had to go to the hospital as proof that I was sick so I could get a refund or exchange. Just a moment of silence. And to top it off, after I- Is this Gen Z? Is, is, this, one of the, is this one of the hip youngsters? All right. You know what? It's not even like they have some sort of different style. They're just young and not fully articulate yet. That's all it is. That's all that pause really was. That's the pause that we heard from from young folks transitioning between their oh, late shit. teens into their 20s. That's how we heard them in the 80s and uh, the 90s. Yeah. You might want to save this video. She's since deleted her TikTok. Yep, I did download it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, someone said they're going to post screenshots of what her DMs look like on TikTok. Oh, she's getting threats or something? Yeah. From? Uh, anybody who doesn't like black people. All right. All right. Well, and this is why it's important to have the progressives cover it, too. Ah. <sighs> said that I feel like I shouldn't have to pay for something that I didn't enjoy. She called the police on me and my friends. Keep in mind, I had one bite of the cake. It's not like I ate the whole thing and was like, I want a refund. Obviously. The- you know, and that's something else like, see... That's not because the person is Gen Z. It's because they're young and they actually cared to make that point. I'm 38. I'm not making that point. Mm. I'm not telling you. I didn't even beat the. No, fuck off. 
I said it fucking sucked. <laughs> I'm an yeah. adult. Yeah, that's why people try to fucking, and especially girls, right? Teach girls to fucking, um, to not be very confident in the way they speak. Always add kinda, sorta, maybe, a little, like downplay their own sentence in the sentence was racially motivated after she called me and my friends you people a group of black people and flipped the switch saying that we were being racist to asian people but we were supporting an asian-owned business wow oh i didn't well. think she I, did, I forgot to she point that out herself all right enter and or esting you're finding out more about the kid right now uh, I'm looking more about the tea house. It's super interesting because you know how people go to like the Facebook page and the Yelp page to try to like bring down reviews. Yeah, they have their own fan base also voting to keep the views up. So like their reviews are literally one star, five star, one star, five star, one star, five star, like in order. <laughs> that's ill. See, and that's that's that. That's that Peter Liang shit, cuz. <laughs> and also, I'm looking at a picture of this cake. It looks fucking disgusting, and I wouldn't have eaten it. Like, mm. it it doesn't look appetizing to me. I don't know. Like, that doesn't look good to okay. me. Okay. I'm not, I, I, I've never even heard of this uh, product before, so I don't even know what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, uh, crepes. Yeah, they're really thin. Okay, so crepes are traditionally really thin pancakes. You can kind of roll them up like a taco. Usually have some type of filling in them. Usually it's like a, like a jelly or like a fruit or something like that. It looks like what they did here is they layered a bunch of crepes with frosting between them to like make a cake out of them. But it doesn't look at Like it's too many layers to me. It's like really stressful. <laughs> I don't like looking at it. It's stressful. Yeah. That's like tough. I, I don't know. It just, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Not even the damn look of it. No. No. I don't okay. Like it. <laughs> yeah, see and, and that's that shit where it's like, do they know they're being anti black? Or are they I just like know. so caught up in standing up for our team that you don't realize what the fuck you're doing? Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, and I probably am not the person to give the best commentary on it because I have my own personal biases. Because anytime I've been in an Asian area and been in a store, like, I straight up get followed around the store. Yeah. Like, that's why I don't go to China. Well, I don't live in Chicago anymore. But, you know, like, you know, my friends always used to go to Chinatown. I got to a point where I was like, I'm not going with you. So just get me this while you're there. Because, you know, like, obviously it was a great place to find, um, you know, a lot of, like, ethnic foods. Obviously it was Chinatown. You know, and so... But, like, yeah, I would just go in a store. Like, they would just fucking follow me. Like, I mean, like, get up from sitting behind the counter to, like, <laughs> be five feet behind me every fucking aisle. That's because you like, have light skin privilege. They were trying to figure out where you got it from. Is that, is that what they were doing? So, yeah, I mean, there definitely is that anti-blackness. But it's also, like, I don't, like, I don't. I guess I would wonder like where that sort of anti-blackness comes from in Asian communities, because is that something that like Asian people have sort of like developed their own like theories and anti-black conversations around? Or is that just like, yeah, white people said they're bad. White people probably know. Is it over one century or over like eight centuries? Right. Well, I'm still I'm still really curious if it's just like based on like stereotypes white people have about black people. Or if this is actually Asian people being like, this is actually like my based on my own experiences and research and whatever. This is how I feel about black people. Or like, did y'all just regurgitate white supremacy? Because I'm pretty still still pretty convinced that white supremacy is really the bigger problem. <laughs> I 
I think they, I think they, they've got got some biases that they might think is their research. Yeah. Like especially growing up on the West Coast when um you know a lot of Koreans started moving out there in the late '80s and uh, through the '90s, and uh, Cambodian folks later. Cambodian folks were a lot less hostile. Yeah. Uh, most hostility really mostly came from Korean and Chinese folks. Now see, and even that, I wonder if that's like because you know Asia's huge. I don't really think that we think about that when we say like Asians. Yeah. But like, don't Cambodians tend to be like more of South Asia and tend to be a little bit darker? Like, I wonder if there's like a colorism factor because I hear yeah. colorism is a thing. Like, yeah, there's like so many. <laughs> Racism is really fucking complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fucking ill. Yeah, you think about like where they set up shop to basically make their money. Like, as the black conservatives are obsessed with pointing out, it's not like I don't notice. I'm just not weird about it like you. Right. But they do set up shop right the hell in a black neighborhood. Yeah. And they do abuse black people in that black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then the, and then they're um like what they'll say their experience with black people is they're bad customers mm-hmm. that stole from my store. Really, poor people stole something. Right. A poor kid stole a piece of candy. Well, ain't that... Well, goddamn. <laughs> but right. then also they'll complain about all that stealing, but somehow you maintain that business for 40 years. Exactly, exactly. Is it We're really, stealing that much. Is it blasting your now. bottom line like that? You sent your kids Come to on. college off our neighborhood still. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. then also the... And this ride, I don't get with the, um, with the black conservatives because then they start complaining about weave. And it's like, you were going to complain about weave anyway, store or no store. Mm -hmm. So again, it's like, I point back to all that, my my bad, yo, Mm -hmm. but all that money they got collectively and their fundraising prowess, right? Like Tariq Nasheed, Mm -hmm. as much as I disagree with Michi X's weird anti-Semitic ass, like she broke it down real simply. Tariq Nasheed uses your money to make the DVD that he sells back to you. Mm-hmm. Like they have all that money circulating and they have not opened up their own Neely Fuller's black empowerment on code store chain. Right. They have millions between them. Tariq millionaire, Jason black millionaire, Boyce Watkins millionaire. Right. And all the multi big thousandaires surrounding them. Mm-hmm. They haven't set up this chain yet. It's 2021. I think I first heard Boyce Watkins name in 2011. When I was on the Black Freethinkers podcast, decade. Yep. Why haven't they opened this up yet? Because I'd be in favor of it. Hire black people, pay them a thriving wage. Let me fuck around and get the hot click and I become a black millionaire. I'll show you how to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hire the staff, pay them the thriving wage, have the exact same products, and don't abuse the customer. Yep. Blam. And then also, guess what's going to be in William's store? Flyers for political shit. <laughs> Vote for this state referendum. Yes. Yes. It's my fucking store. Yeah, because it's not a 501c3. You're allowed to do that. My bad. You were going somewhere before I was before I started ranty ranting. Um, I did, but I forgot what it was, so that's oh, okay. Shit. <laughs> but no, I do think that is a valid point. But I also think that's like a difference, uh like a cultural difference, because everything in America is so fucking like hyper-capitalist and hyper-individualistic. It's like, anyone can do it if you try hard enough, whereas other communities... And this is something that, you know, like, these ADOS-type folks, which I'm just gonna lump, like, Boyce and Tariq and all that, you know... Yeah, ADOS and foundational black Americans. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I do think it's important to have a term to talk about, like, descendants of enslaved people. 
you know, just in contrast to other black people in the world, I find that distinction useful. But like in this case, though, you know, they're mad and always on this whole like, oh, immigrants are coming over here and taking shit and doing this and that. And it's like, but y'all keep doing capitalism. That's why it's not working, because it's very different if it's, you know, understood that everyone stays in the family home until they can afford to buy their own house. Everyone stays in the family home and we all chip in to pay for someone's college. You know what I mean? Like that type of uh, community effort and family effort. And uh, a lot of black Americans just don't have that. And I, you know, obviously white supremacy and legacy of slavery, but also the belief in capitalism, because capitalism, what's the goal to become a self-made millionaire or a self-made billionaire or a self-made man? It's not to like the goal of capitalism is not intended to be and make my community better than where it was when I was young. Like, and now here the fuck we are. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Why doesn't Jay-Z want to just go walk around Marcy Projects? (laughs) Right? Like, let me be the motherfucker that came up. And again, let me be the one that gets the hot click. I'll be happily walking around Hilltop Tacoma in Spanaway, Washington. Won't nobody have no beef with me. That's the nigga that got me a job. Right. Because if I had money like that, like, the first thing I would do is go back to the uh, Buy Back the Block programs. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that'd be the first thing I would do. Well, the more I know about these factories and how really you can probably just have like a two machine system and maybe like a 5,000 square foot building and you've got yourself a fucking factory and yeah. fucking manufacture some shit. Mm-hmm. Package. Like I know oh, packaging uh, machines now. Yeah, get a Open good, up a factory uh, and hire the hood. Get a good government um, bid. Like, there's, like, uh, like Puerto Rico makes almost all the, um, like, because they have a government bid. They make almost all the, um, like, uh, like IV bags. You know, when you go to the hospital and they give you, like, the IV drip? Most of those bags are made in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Like, yeah, find a thing, do it, and... But then, again, your goal would have to be community empowerment and not self-made millionaire. <laughs> yeah, because now comes that, that pay in the hood, a thriving wage thing. And giving them the top shelf, that Cobra health care without the Cobra price. Right. Right. The Cobra without the commander. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Like, and, and, and basically, are you going to hook folks up like that? Am I going to fucking buy houses in the area that's being gentrified and then sell them to the same people I'm hiring? Yep. I know they work somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, and it's so frustrating too because it, even this could be done while still making a profit. Like, you could do like, um, like rent to own things, right? So you have the money, you buy ten houses in a neighborhood that's getting gentrified. You put working class folks in them, and fine, let them fucking just pay rent every month, put a little extra on the rent, and after thirty years, they just get the house. Fine, like you don't even have to fill out mortgage paperwork. Let that be your fuck. You know what I mean? And you can collect rent that entire thirty fucking years. Well, again, the idea you know? is I'm already a millionaire. And now I've opened up a business and I'm selling houses. I'm making more money. 20 years, 15. It's your fucking house. Eh. I don't need all that money. I mean, we would do that, but <laughs> no, yeah, I, I know this. who I, I know who I'm talking to. 30 years. All right. <laughs> like, Keeping it on. mad real. Come on now. Holy yeah. shit. Oh, damn. But, yeah. I still got the, the oh, uh, yeah. little nazzy. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking about that, especially with the shit that's going on with Killer Mike, who is gonna fuck up his career this week with the way he's behaving he does not old niggas do not understand social media <laughs> like i'm sorry wait what, what 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 is the killer michael doing oh he's like just res- he's he's responding to people in his comments but it's really becoming apparent he's not 
in as informed as people have been led to believe. Oh. Like he basically equated um, Fannie Lou Hammer with opening a credit union to be the same as a like a black capitalist owning a black bank. And it's like credit unions are not banks. <laughs> credit unions are designed to be uh, like community endeavors. Again, going back to community or self-made millionaire, what's your goal? And so a lot of that type of shit, like he's fucking saying like Mar- Mar- uh, Mar- Marcus Garvey was pro-capitalism. For the most part, he wasn't. Um, he was more like one of those, this sucks, but this is what we have. So I guess I'm just going to try to find a way to make it work type of people. But that's not really, um, you know, like a ringing endorsement of capitalism of like, this is the way, you know, he compared himself uh, to some like black leaders like Malcolm and Martin saying like nobody liked them when they were alive and that's just the path I'm walking like nigga you're no fucking Malcolm you need to calm the fuck down fucking having a fucking pig for a father ass nigga come on uh killer Mike I first didn't take him (laughs) serious when I heard him rap about a a decade whoa about (laughs) two decades ago I always say a decade when I actually mean two now. Yeah, and then like that little fucking thing where he wore the shirt when he was on stage with the politicians. He wore a shirt that said kill your masters while he got on stage with politicians and told niggas to go vote. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, I I remember hearing (laughs) niggas talk about how dope this killer Mike cat was with the Dungeon family. Yeah. First off, he wasn't that fucking dope. So it's like, great. So apparently I'm going to go into my 20s hearing this guy being overrated. And here I am headed into my 40s with maybe it finally fizzling outward. But then I also knew I couldn't take him seriously back in 2015 when he was on that fucking, um, I'm a libertarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said, it's, I'm a libertarian. Yeah. And then everyone got excited when he was like defending Bernie. And I was like, I don't think he's going to pull the black votes like that. <laughs> And he didn't. Yeah, because like, and like the the black people that he appeals to that like really think he's, you know, a a wise one of sorts, they're nonpartisan conservatives. They yeah. don't want to vote. Mm-hmm. And if they did vote, it probably actually would be for the person on the conservative ticket. Which is why when they do vote, you're like, huh? How did Trump get a, you know, two percent of the black male vote? Mm-hmm. It's them niggas. Yeah. They, sure. One of them called into the show and said he likes Trump because he wants other people to feel like us. Yes, there is always the uh, accelerationist who's like, yeah, I want everything to be really bad, really fast, so everyone else can know how much I'm suffering. Yeah, Twitter is clowning this nigga. And, like. uh, F- Phoenix just held up a uh, meme <laughs> to me where it's like a juxtaposition of Killer Mike's music and Killer Mike, and the Killer Mike's music is Malcolm X, and the Killer Mike is Barry Hussein. Yeah, or like one of these dudes... <laughs> Killer Mike is just if Terry Crews held books. If, and now they're finally realizing this. I wonder if that's just people who were already on my page are now getting their last laugh. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I think that a lot of people um, actually... Well, I mean, you're also more picky about rap, right? Because you're very much yeah. like, how is the flow and how many syllables? Or a lot of people were like, what's the message? So I think a lot of people did vibe with the message. But now I think that like the more he talks, they're like, wait a minute. This guy doesn't really have it all figured out. And that's because they be thinking <laughs> there's a message. The niggas say some vague shit and niggas apply a message to it. 
Mm-hmm. That's real different. These niggas don't be having no damn message. All they do is say the 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 black community is in shambles, and these niggas get on the mic and ramble. It's just like you didn't say shit. Let's look at it. The black community is in shambles. So this is a fact-based fact. <laughs> and they get on the mic and just ramble. Now, who would they be saying when they're they? Well, apparently this would be the woke rapper, right? The yeah. positive conscious rapper. Mm-hmm. And who was the positive conscious rapper saying it's just rambling? The rapper that said, fuck the police. But doesn't the conscious rapper also have a beef with the police? Should. So I mean, a- unless you're related to them. It's a dipshit respectability issue. Doofuses. Yeah. Your sure. friends. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, he's getting clowned kind of hard. And the people defending him the most right now appear to all be white, and they are not ready for black Twitter. Oh. Yeah. Or are they? Are they just, uh, they're having a fun time, having a good no, laugh? No. What, what else is popping is, is popping fresh? Oh, there really is nothing hot, oh. isn't it? Right, it's tough right now. Oh, just in general with news, uh, DMX is in a coma, still. Yeah, so is, that's it, is it looking on. about over? Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back and like not right now, but I want to go back and find the story where he was talking about how he started using drugs. Actually. Yeah, and I, I'm seeing people saying two different ages, 14 and 15, yeah. and that he uh, got something uh, reefer laced with the crack cocaine. Yeah. Which, and I remember coming up in the 90s, Um, yeah, we were already uh, taught to be afraid of that. We were, we were basically taught about the setting your drink down at a party, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> token on anything that you didn't roll yourself. And condoms. Yeah. That was uh, real heavy in the 90s, kids. Well, I think that in his case, he probably did it because the person who gave it to him was like someone who was, I don't know who, I haven't found the name, but someone who he considered to be like a mentor who was going to help him get into rapping. Ah. And so like, that's probably why he just took it from that person without, yeah. And that's really awful. And there's probably also that factor of like, you you want to be seen as real. Yeah. You don't want to be seen as scared. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, well, toxic masculinity, if you will. Let's uh, swing it on over here to Kirsten uh, Gillibrand. Oh, no. What is, is she it, doing? Wait, Kristen or Kirsten? Does it make a difference? I am really starting to lose patience with pronouncing people's you. names right when I hate them. Oh. <laughs> I'm not becoming one of those people. I need to stop. I need to fucking stop. Uh, um, uh, Gillibrand is, uh, is, is back to it. I don't know why so late. I don't know why she wasn't on this um, when she was running for president, but here we are. Intelligence and Armed Services Committees and chair of the Personnel Subcommittee, Democratic Senator Kirsten Gillibrand of New York. It's so great to have you back on the show and to see. Yeah. You. At some point, hopefully, I'll see you in person. In person. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mika. It's great to be on the show. So we've got a lot to talk about, um, but uh, I know something that's very important to you and you've been working on for years now is the issue of sexual assault in the military. And I guess the first question is more like a comment. Why are we still talking about this? Where, where are the roadblocks to, to justice? Well, it's really shocking, Mika. We've been talking about this since 2013. And during that time, we've passed over 200 reforms. 
any low any low hanging fruit, any small ball reform that the DOD will permit. Uh, and still, there was estimated most recently to be over 200,000 sexual assaults in the military. And unfortunately, the rate of prosecution and the rate of conviction has gone down. Uh, it's shocking over the last 10 years. And it's just heartbreaking because for every case that isn't investigated or prosecuted, and we don't put these recidivists and rapists into jail, they tend to be people who do it over and over again. They, they, justice is not possible for so many of these survivors. And unfortunately, um, they typically will leave the military within a year um, because there is no justice for them. And so all that investment in these service members is wasted because they refuse to take sexual assault seriously. I think the problem is the chain of command is poorly trained. Um, the chain of command is the one that decides whether these cases go to trial. Um, they oh, aren't lawyers. God. They certainly uh, do not have criminal justice backgrounds. And the only help they have is from their essential general counsels. And they have very little criminal justice experience. And so unfortunately, they choose the wrong cases to go to trial, and then they don't end in conviction. And so it's a problem. And so I want to make sure that this decision is made by trained military prosecutors who spend a lifetime developing their ability to prosecute these cases successfully. Okay. All right, and Venus Kalita said, oh, fucking yep. God. Yeah. With the bullshit. I, I really do hate this whole, like, you can just put someone in some classes and suddenly it's all going to be better. And it's like, no, you're really not. Because part of the reason, not the only reason, but one of the reasons that this shit never goes forward is because it's always like, well, he said, she said, you know, well, if you got drunk, what am I supposed to do? Unrape you? Like all this fucking rape culture shit. And you're like, I don't understand why in a primarily um, male space where they're literally trained to be killers <laughs> for global imperialism. I can't imagine why rape culture is so prevalent. And a few classes or some training is going to fix this. It's not going to undo uh, the underlying misogyny that, you know, people have this idea that like if you get drunk and pass out, you do deserve to be raped or it's not the rapist's fault that you got drunk and passed out. You should have put yourself in that position. Right. And so there's always so much victim blaming. So I just it sounds like police reform to me. If we just give them bias training, they'll stop choking black people to death. No, they won't. <laughs> I hate that shit. Just fucking oh, reform, more training, more education. So don't run on this in the presidential thing. I mean, but also like fucking everyone in your party right now seems to be accused of some type of sexual misconduct. You're not really in. Uh, you're not on like the more fucking Biden is the president. You're not on the moral high ground to fucking. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, I oh, can't. Oh, look, someone who works with a bunch of rapists is going to do something about rapists. Sure. All right, uh, Phoenix Collider. I know, that uh, was, yeah. Well, so so how, how, do, how do I title that? I put, um, <laughs> destroys uh, Phoenix neoliberal. Phoenix Collider stops being articulate and just gets annoyed. <laughs> Stop. There's someone in the comment section right now like, that was perfectly fucking articulate to me. <laughs> um, yeah, wait, are we still doing serious stuff or do we want to laugh at people? Okay, let me, uh, let me, let me take a little glancy poo over here. Um, housing advocates say evictions are continuing at full steam despite a federal futhermucking ban. Oh no, who saw it coming? 
the um oh man i was gonna say something snarky but it's fucking uncool uh, this article's up by uh, Bracy Harris, uh, just a wee bitsy boo from it. Uh, <clears throat> so they start out talking about some folks that were dealing with an eviction on March 26th, where a sheriff's deputy uh, walked up to a one-story brick home in the suburb of North Tulsa, Oklahoma, and told a woman inside that it was time to get the funk outward. Uh, and she told legal aid services of Oklahoma in a panic. Um <clears throat> Uh, they, there was a, an attorney named uh, Eric Hollett who was on the telephone and instructed her to grab important documents and medicine. Uh, there was a chance she wouldn't be allowed to return. The woman and her partner who lived at the home with five children, uh, ranging from, uh, excuse me, ages one to 17, had thought they were going to be able to stay. Uh, they had struggled to pay their bills during the pandemic, so they had applied for a federal federal rental assistance through a local nonprofit three months before they were evicted. Their landlord, Gary Ramey, uh, received uh, $5,600 that he would cover um, that would cover the back rent owed. In return, he signed a document agreeing to drop the eviction case, as was required by the nonprofit that issued the relief aid, according to a copy of the document shared by Hollett. Instead, he moved forward with the eviction and a judge granted it. Oh, good. The system's not broken. It's how it's supposed to work. The judge gets to do that. Because the judge cares a lot. It's your language and you chose to put the word discretion in everything. Really? You just let that one slide? What? That was the name of that movie about the putting old people in nursing homes without their consent. And the judge I, I kept signing it. I care a lot. The judge cares a lot. Right? <laughs> like, again, you, you put these fucking silly European costumes on people and you think they're fucking special. That's not a judge. That's fucking Carl from down the street. He's a dork. Mm-hmm. All right? He's a fucking weirdo. Carl is the fucking guy who ran around the school saying the cheerleader slept with the football team because he was a fucking weirdo. And now you put a fucking robe on him and you think he's great. He's fucking not Carl. Carl. I just made that name up, though. But yeah, fuck that fucking judge. Yeah. Seriously, fuck that judge. Yeah, but then again, fuck the system that made this person a judge when they're just some shitting, pissing person. That motherfucking judge has skid marks in their boxers right now. They're not special. No, not at all. They're not. No. They're gross. Especially if they're a cis man. I know about us. Oh. (laughs) Uh, yes, ma'am. I was in a courtroom once and somebody threw eggs at the judge. It was funny. They didn't have a good time with the bailiff after that? They did not. But they weren't going to have a good time with the bailiff if their case got hurt anyway. Oh. So. Well, there you have it. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's see. I guess. Oh, wait. We're doing funny things? It just seems like that's what you are ready for. Oh, no, because you always tell me to find funny things, and I always <laughs> have serious things, and I'm like, oh, shit, I have to redo it. I know you've got it, mate. Um, Just as a side note, we can make fun of uh, Kristen Cinema, the Let Them Eat Cake candidate. Ah. Because she's now tweeting about MLK and how she supports his vision for the future, but MLK believe in living wages. Shut up, Kristen. <clears throat> um... <laughs> I guess if you're doing actual serious news, uh, an NYPD cop got caught with child porn. 
that's going on. And another former police chief has been arrested for sex trafficking a 17-year-old. And fa- is facing life in prison, by the way. The fucking, we'll fucking pigs. Yeah, fucking pigs. Let's get to um, your, your wackiness. My wackiness is... Let me see. We're going to make fun of... I'm sorry, it's so easy to dunk on the South, but... Oh, no. You know. Alabama is trying to pass a bill... Can you guess what they're trying to allow and what some lawmakers are getting pushback against? Is it a um, something about climate change? They're trying to reverse a ban that already exists. Reverse a ban that already exists. Yes. And this lawmaker is getting a lot of pushback for trying to reverse this ban. So something that's not banned, they want to make sure it's not banned. Something that is banned, they want to stop banning it. Okay. So what the fuck in Carol in the Carolinas you said? Alabama. In Alabama, something got Is it lynching? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, Sir, this is a comedy segment. <laughs> they they would. Yes, they would. Ah, fuck. Um What could be fucking banned? It, it's gotta be Dig wouldn't have an AR fifteen ban, would they? Absolutely not. No. This is a funny ban. It's a uh, evangelicals clearly got paranoid when they banned this. Oh, no. Is it actually shellfish? No. Mixed fabrics? Nope. All right. What Why is it? Why would you think it has to do with the Bible just because I said evangelicals, you fucking weirdo? Yeah, that you would know. be weird for them. <laughs> yeah, you know damn well they don't read that book. Christians following the Bible, <laughs> that'd be the news of the day. Right? Like, please do what Jesus would do. Please. <laughs> Give people health care. Uh... <laughs> Representative Jeremy Gray has introduced a bill that would reverse the 28-year ban on yoga instruction in public schools. 28 years? They have banned yoga because lawmakers were afraid it would introduce Hinduism. 28 years ago, Tupac was still alive. (laughs) That's quite some fucking time to be so concerned. (laughs) So he, uh, Representative Gray, wants to remove the ban that would allow K-12 students enrolled in public schools to take the class as a gym elective. Uh, Whether the class would be offered is still left up to local boards, but the bill would allow the class to be presented as an option. Uh, Gray said, I can give you tons of reasons why yoga is beneficial, and these reasons are backed by studies and data. Sir, you know they don't care about data. Come Hmm. on now. He said, but there is no study to my knowledge that proves doing yoga converts people to Hinduism. No. <laughs> uh huh. No, that's why they're literally calling spandex yoga pants. <laughs> um, but critics like Becky Garrettson, the executive director of the Eagle Forum of Alabama, that sounds fantastic, which is a conservative advocacy advocacy group, says the bill is unnecessary. Uh, students in Ob- in Alabama are already allowed to do stretches, said Garrettson. <laughs> What? (laughs) So his opponents are arguing that they don't need to allow yoga because students are already legally allowed to stretch. What is wrong with these people? (laughs) All right. Um, The bill, she said, would add meditation and guided uh, mindfulness, which violates the Constitution's Establishment Clause of Teaching Public Religion. Meditation is a public religion? What? 
Alab <laughs> Why do they have to live up to the stereotypes that fucking hardcore? <clears throat> we should not be spending taxpayer money to teach children Eastern spiritual practices. So apparently 1993, Alabama... Um, made a law saying all instruction yoga shall be limited exclusively to poses, exercises, and stretch techniques, and all are required to have English descriptive names uh, and mantras. So, for example, you're no longer allowed to say namaste. You must say greetings, and I bow to you. Like, you're not allowed to say namaste in a fucking Alabama public. What is wrong with you people? All right. It different. <laughs> it's different. So, Yeah. That's what's going on in Alabama. I fucking, I thought this was like a joke when I saw it, but it's actually on CNN's website. I honestly thought it was a fucking joke. Uh, like it was like the onion or some shit. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, that's going on. We're doing things that make sense. Let's remind folks of the, uh, the people's library, uh, big concern with Phoenix Collider. Yes. Oop, skip, flubble, babble. Hi, I'm Brittany. A lot of my friends call me Fia, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about the People's Library ABQ. For as long as I can remember, I have loved books. Books gave me an opportunity to escape the harsh circumstances of my early life and gave me the belief in change and an unyielding belief that change is possible. As a child, I yearned to become a librarian, but classist and ableist hurdles prevented me from getting the necessary degrees to work in a state or academically sanctioned library. So I made my own. I've long dreamed of having a mobile activist library, especially after I was part of a group that brought the Carter Johnson Leather Library to Albuquerque. I got up close and personal interactions with Vi Johnson about the roots of her library. And in the early fall of 2020, I stumbled onto PM Press and AK Press, two amazing anarchist publishers. So I signed up for their monthly subscription. <laughs> Once I had seven books in hand, I wondered how can I share these books with my friends? So I harnessed my love for Excel and built a spreadsheet and posted it on Facebook, telling my friends that I had some books to lend. They started borrowing a book here or there. Soon, comrades wanted to donate books. I took the donations and curated a small lending library. Every month, more books from PM Press and AK Press came in. And when I was financially able to, I ordered additional books based on what my community needed to be stronger on. Steadily, more comrades donated books and one comrade donated over a hundred ebooks. The collection grew. The spreadsheet grew. Eventually, we filled up our first bookcase, and another comrade recommended that I start a Facebook page to share the project with a wider audience. Every month, as I order books for the library, I take requests for books, and I listen to my community about topics we need to be stronger on. For example, I work with the Harm Reduction Collective, and part of that is a transformative justice and accountability work group. So I've been ordering a lot of books about transformative justice and accountability so that activists and organizers can carve out a more meaningful place where people aren't disposable. One of my goals is to create not just a contemporary lending library, but an historic representation of anarchism through the ages. And to that end, I both buy books about our history as anarchists and organizers. We received a huge donation of zines dating back to 1997, and those are available for checkout as well. I want people from the seasoned organizer to the newly radicalized and the nascently curious to know that we have never been alone in our fight for a better future, a future free from hierarchy, capitalism, white supremacy, and settler colonialism. As of this moment, we have more than 550 books 
or pieces of media that are available for checkout, including CDs, DVDs, zines, ebooks, and physical books. As soon as the book has been cataloged, it's available for checkout. I do COVID safe, no contact mass door drops to any address in the Albuquerque metro area within 24 hours of being requested and ebooks can be checked out at any point by anyone anywhere just by requesting the download link. Our operating costs are about $300 a month and many, many hours of labor. To date, I've covered most costs and have been surprised with generous donations of cash and books. Most recently, I started a Patreon to help offset costs. The library has been a labor of love and in sticking with our anarchist principles, I've opted to not apply for 501c3 status or to apply for any federal grants. Not that a project like this would get any federal funds even if we wanted them. We keep the library running based on my ability to pay and the support of the community. Without that support, we wouldn't be able to continue operating or to grow. I'm a low-income working mom, but I do have the financial privilege to afford a few books a month. And that's one of the reasons I believe vehemently in this project. So many people don't have financial access to books or their local library doesn't stock these kinds of books or they don't know where to find the information that they seek. The driving belief behind the People's Library is that political education and history makes for stronger praxis. Knowing where we've been helps shape where we're going and what we are creating. Anarchism is both creative and disruptive in that we tear down what is old and harmful and build something new and beautiful. So I don't have all the answers about how to build something new, but I do know that what we have right now is trash and that we can do better. So I started the library to ask and answer those questions. Where have we been? Where are we going? And how do we get there? Thank you for sharing space with me today. And thank you, William and Phoenix, for hosting this video. Let's keep moving, growing, and building together. If you'd like to support us monthly, sign up at patreon.com slash thepeopleslibraryabq or make a one-time donation via Cash App or Venmo at thepeopleslibraryabq. And there you have it, Partnerino. Mm -hmm. That's the People's Library, ABQ. Um, I did go to sleep in the studio last night so I could try to uh, get on my studio ratting. Yes. And then just wake up straight to fucking show prepping and prep showing. Mm -hmm. But then Phoenix Kalita was like, nigga, but I got something that you ain't knowing. Is that what happened? You said, yes, yes, that is. I I'm going to claim it. Uh, do we want to make fun of people dying at gender reveals? Oh, uh, to my understanding, it was the the pilots were not involved, like, other than they were just hired to fly planes. Uh, I think so. Yeah, so no no perpetrators. No, you can't make fun of them. They weren't the cis identity extremists. They were just they workers. Weren't. They yeah. weren't. They were just people that were like, oh, fuck, no one's hiring us during the COVID shit. Also, um, Daily Beast, what the fuck? Because they covered this story, and one of the tags they used is girl trouble. Because apparently it was for a girl gender reveal. It's not funny, y'all. Um, let's, let's blame cis identity politics on assumed cis girls. Men got nothing to do with it. Nope. Yeah, so if y'all actually missed that, um, a family was in Mexico. I don't know if they lived there or they were on vacation. And they had uh, two planes, I guess. One was going to drop blue smoke. One was going to drop pink smoke for the gender reveal. And the planes crashed and people died because gender reveals are ridiculous. Stop doing it. They keep doing it. Okay, so in that case, Florida, Florida, 
or Florida? Oh, shit. I'll go with Florida, Florida. (laughs) Two Floridas ought to do it. Florida, Florida it is. A Florida man has been arrested after... Ah, shit. Was it in public? It was for something he posted on social media. Okay, it was a public post, I'm betting. It was a public post. At, what was it? Is this another one of the fucking um the the mob the mob riot the, the what the fuck do I call it the flash mob? Yeah. All right, another flash mobber, mm-hmm. and they posted to privately owned social media that yes, that they are going back to do it again. The fucking charges. They haven't even finished the indictments for the first round. Calm down, Skippy. Uh, yeah, so the FBI has arrested a Florida man who stormed the Capitol January 6th and has since threatened to do it again. William Rogan Reed, 36 years old. 36 years old, and this is what you're doing with your fucking life. He was arrested Thursday. According to the Sentinel, he was turned in by someone who knew him after they saw the video posted to Instagram showing him and others inside the Capitol building during the riots. Uh, but then, starting March 11th, <laughs> Reed wrote on Discord that January 6th was the breaking point for a lot of people, but they're cowering in fear because of incarceration, and said that this event was our Boston Tea Party, and continued making posts, all caps, saying, I'll fucking do it again. And now the FBI has you in custody. Silly, silly man. Silly, silly, silly. You know, a lot of I'm I'm literally looking for this one that you're talking about so I can pull up images on screen. Yes. And Florida, Florida, Florida. <laughs> apparently, um <laughs> you see, I lived down there in, in Orlando and you know, I worked in the arts as I did in my time, my little hip hop in time. Mm-hmm. And the school that everyone kept saying go to was full sale, where yeah. you can get some bullshit audio engineering degree. And then mm-hmm. try to get someone to pay you to record their podcast when everyone gets their own equipment and does it themselves. Yeah. Unless you're really into theory. But fucking uh, everyone does it themselves. But fucking um, <clears throat> the this headline four days ago out of it. Mm-hmm. ClickOrlando.com. Full sale student hit officer in the head with skateboard during Capitol riot. Oh, Okay. All right. And a uh, Davy man arrested for allegedly storming Capitol. Winter Park musician. Winter Park, you say? Oh, hit cop in head with skateboard. That must be the full sail student. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because Winter Park is in that area. Mm -hmm. It's right off Orlando. Anyway, you found more on this bloke? Oh, um, no, he's just, he just looks like a typical white guy, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, that's his mugshot. But oh, yeah, there's he's no just, news on him other than that. Oh, yeah, uh, they're still waiting. They haven't officially charged him yet. He's just in custody. Okay. So, you know, however long it takes them to decide what to do with that. And he, he, I don't know, he broke all kind of laws. Like, I was listening to um the Gangsta Chronicles uh, program, and, I mean, obviously, these are old black dudes that are like, man, fuck all that. And their <laughs> thing is, they're like, okay, but, like, if me and five of the homies commit a robbery and one of the homies gets killed, we get charged with that murder. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, didn't people die at that capital thing? Yes, they charge did. Charge everybody with yes, murder. charge everybody with is, uh, murder for that. And it was a cop that, like, two cops died, right? 
Yeah, how come all these people aren't being plastered as cop killers? And half of them are fucking cops. <laughs> how many times have we covered follow-ups or like, like the one who got uh, stitched on by his own fucking department? No, no, it's blue on blue crime, nigga. Where are the fathers? Where are the fathers? I don't know. Actually, I think that justifies giving um, police a decrease in their salaries because obviously good paying jobs are not enough to keep these people out of trouble. I'm not sure they've just des- they deserve what they make. Yeah, they'd be more motivated to work harder if they made less. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so do you want a guy having a temper tantrum about temperature checks? Or do you want a sort of hospital story? Anyway, so this guy, he, w- he was uh, ill-tempered about he temperature. Ill-tempered about temperature. I'm, I'm, a, I'm up for the temps. I'll, I'll spend a, a temporary amount of time on a temperature wow. for a temper tantrum. A man who was arrested after refusing a temperature screening at Disney Springs told authorities he could not be forced to leave the resort because. Oh, shit. Um, it would be racist discrimination against the white man. No, this is more like Karen energy. Oh. Oh. Uh, emotional support um, uh, Scottish Terrier. No. No. Because he spent $15,000 there. Ooh. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Spent that much money doing what? Nigga, I don't know. I've never, I can't afford to get inside, let alone know what to spend my money on when I get in there. What is worth that much money? <laughs> the man named Kelly Sills is a tourist from Baton Rouge, Louisiana and bypassed the Orlando attractions medical screening and refused to get his temperature checked when asked by Disney employees, according to a report from the Orange County Sheriff's Department. A body camera video recently showed that Sills refused to leave even when asked by law enforcement. Sills said, "Uh, I spent $15,000 to come here when officers told him that he was trespassing. Deputies and a security manager at Disney Springs approached Sills outside the Boathouse restaurant. The report said Sills argued with the security manager before the manager said he was no longer welcoming, welcome at the park. Um, and a woman, probably Sills' wife, could be heard asking officers not to arrest him. Uh, a man responded and said he's not listening. All he has to do is get his temperature checked. That's it. All this over a temperature check. Uh, At another point in the video, Sills asked whether authorities could take his temperature before forcing him to leave, and they said they would do so at the jail. You pissed them off. Wait, so, and the temperature check right now is like some underpaid person holds a scanner a few inches from your forehead. Yeah. Not doing that. Yeah. So to not do that was worth $15,000. Yeah. And to get kicked out and arrested. That's the decision you made. Yeah. You wanted to go to jail for $15,000. Well, at least we know he has bail money. Well, had bail money. Yeah, let's hope (laughs) this was not what you blew your fucking savings on. Yeah, uh, Sills has been charged with misdemeanor trespasses, misdemeanor trespassing. Okay. Oh, and he has an attorney. That's nice. Uh, yeah, but at another point in the video, uh, Sills demands uh, to be left alone, s- stating that he paid $15,000 for this trip to be there and also claims he is a Disney stockholder. They don't give a shit. Like, it's just funny to me when, like, white people 
like don't understand the how the world around them works. That nigga probably has like five hundred dollars in Disney stock, and it's like that doesn't make like, you. You're not. <laughs> you're not like the CEO. Nobody cares, dude. But yeah, so he spent fifteen thousand dollars to go to Disneyland and is now facing a trespassing charge because he wouldn't let them take his temperature. That's kind of like how when I was in my early twenties, I didn't know that I had a corporate job because I was just you know an apron wearing uh-huh. person making your fucking sandwich. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was a co- like in my head corporate meant office mm-hmm. like collar. Yeah, and it's like this person like they don't realize that own stocks doesn't mean office. Yep. Yeah, like you own stocks just like I had a corporate job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, people really do not, like, people get really confused on language and it really, like, they do not understand where they are on the social hierarchy ladder. That's like how Tariq Nasheed thinks that governors have unilateral power. Oh, He God. actually believes that. He really fucking believes that. He does not think that the state house can veto a governor's unilateral um uh, uh what, well, like what? an executive order yeah he thinks they can just <sighs> do that so like literally like the governor of mississippi right now could just be like minimum wage is 22 dollars an hour and like the state would just have to do it like yep. he literally thinks like that's a thing yep <laughs> lord all right which and could... this is who people go to for political commentary you say for a lot of it Good. for pretty right. much everything yeah. I mean, how come it is so easy to spot one of their fans? Because they all have the same six talking points. Fucking whatever they deliver, right? Like, come Wednesday night, I can tell you what Tariq Nasheed fans will be saying for the next week. Yep. Even though right now, basically for the rest of 2021, it's all going to be bussy popping, buck breaking. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's this year is sealed with that. With the Young Buck interview where they had the, um, the transphobic issue there. And then with um with Nas X, mm-hmm. I know why I don't like adding the little part. I think it's because I know that that part goes away. I've lived through too many Lils. Because they're all Lil right now. It's fucking Lil this and Lil. Everybody's Lil somebody right now. <clears throat> yeah, like, and I, the only reason why I'm against you cats doing it is because you don't realize you're gonna grow up. It's like how the rap group called themselves the Ghetto Boys and didn't realize they'd still be rapping in their late forties. <laughs> It's just like, stop getting with these fucking names. Lil Wayne had to be Wayne. Lil Bow Wow had to be Bow Wow. Like, you can't keep that name. That's a baby gangster type name. (laughs) Don't keep it. Don't keep it. Does anyone say Snoop Doggy Dog very often these days? No. You can say Snoop Dog. People actually just say Snoop, really. Yeah. Snoop. The shit drops off, so stop the Lil thing, folks. I'm just calling him Nas X. That's it. Nas X. Yeah. That's what we're going to be calling him in five years anyway. That's true. That is true. Oh, you. Florida. Oh, shit. Yes. A 29-year-old man has been accused of. Making sense. Stealing. Skittles. A. A soda pop vending machine. Hospital. Gurney. No, um, uh, oh, oh uh, a hospital. Damn, man, there's a gang of shit in the hospitals. An EKG reader. No, I, w- I want one of them. Wait, EKG reader. Those are the shit. You can like read your EKGs with them. You can. Yeah, your ecological, um, kinetic grammar. Echocardiogram. 
that too. You can also, it's multifaceted. <clears throat> it's multifaceted. Yeah. Uh, no, a Florida man has been arrested after stealing a hospital ambulance. Oh, damn. That's heavy handed. That's okay. All right. I like, and I also appreciate the fact that this story went up like 45 minutes ago. Ah. <laughs> it was just a time for the show. Uh, Hernando County, Florida. Florida officials say a man was arrested after he allegedly stole an ambulance from a hospital Sunday. Sunday was yesterday. Sunday was <laughs> Easter, sir. Is this what you did on your Easter? Yes, that's what they did on their uh. Easter. According to Hernando County Sheriff's Office, deputies were called to the Oak Hill Hospital in Brooksville, Florida, after the ambulance was taken around 12.30 p.m., uh, officers say that the ambulance crew was inside the hospital dropping off a patient when the vehicle was stolen. Wait a minute. So was he just like in the parking lot waiting for an ambulance <coughs> to come? So he could take, is that what he just hangs out in hospital parking lots? What is going on here? Yes, that's what freedom looks like. That's what something looks like. That That's just B-roll of someone stealing an ambulance this on like Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Auto. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God. Um... All right, so Trey Cornwall, 29, is accused of driving the ambulance to Spring Hill, Florida. Uh, Deputies say Cornwall got the ambulance stuck in mud and sand as he drove to a body of water. He has been charged with Grand Theft Auto. Uh Uh-huh, we all look at the screen now. Uh, (laughs) And is being held on a $10,000 bond. Oh, you've never stolen an ambulance from a hospital before? No, I still like pins. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty like pins and printer paper. I've literally never purchased printer paper. Uh, what what else do I be stealing? Um, you know what? If I find a wrench in the garbage, that's not stealing it. If no. it's on the table, that is. I uh, yeah, I've taken wrenches out of the garbage, pliers out mm-hmm. of the garbage. I work in. Like machine mechanical factory shit. Yeah. What the fuck do I be stealing? Oh, um. Memes. I be jacking you memes. You jack memes. I was going to say that sanitizer stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, some real strong Alpet sanitizer. I be taking that shit from the factory. Teflon tape. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, clamps. Indeed. Um, yeah. That's, uh, that's what I steal. Yeah. I can't judge. We're still using my stolen silverware. No, it's not. <laughs> we're being underpaid it was reappropriation of <clears throat> manufactured goods um and so now this one is a florida man but he did florida man things in another state and they weren't ready oh shit that's not fair for them do you want to guess what state it was oh okay florida man things that he did in a state that wasn't ready I'm hopping straight to Washington State. I don't think we're particularly prepared. No. Like, not enough of Washington is Spanaway for everyone to get it. No. Spanaway folks would get it. They'd be like, yeah, that's what you do. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Washington. Not Washington. Uh, Minnesota. Nope. Oh, shit. Uh, Ohio. No. Now, Ohio would be ready for it. They'd get it. Yeah. They have the thuggish, ruggish bone out there. They Mm. know. Oh, man. Uh, what state? Oh, Delaware. No, but that is a really good guess. Yeah. But Delaware also had the guy that wanted to fight Corn Pop, so I think they might get it, too. <sighs> they might. Pretty much anywhere where there's white men, they, they might, might get, get it. it. <laughs> All right, where? Kansas. Man, can- Kansas is such a... 
It's such a narrative. Kansas, just that word in and of right. itself is a narrative. <laughs> it's like 10 people, a cornfield, and like a herd of cows or yeah. something. Like, I don't know what the fuck be going on in You're Kansas. You're not in Kansas anymore. Nobody is. Who is the resident there? Right? It's literally probably only the senators on the Congress people in D.C. are the only people from there. <laughs> like fucking uh, Montana. Who the fuck lives in Montana? Fucking <laughs> Peggy Hill. <laughs> Lord. Yeah, that fictional character's from there. She's from Montana. Yep. Oh, yeah, God. northern Texas. All right. A Florida <laughs> man in police custody in Kansas allegedly stole a patrol car and dro- drove off without using his hands. That that that's kind of player. Mm. A Kansas Highway Patrol officer was bringing uh 23-year-old, excuse me, 23-year-old Joshua Swartwoot? Swartwoot. I don't know how the fuck you... How the fuck would you say that? Well, you said Joshua... Oh, Swartwoot. Listen here, <laughs> Mr. S- I mean, that's Swart, what it is, Swart right? Out. I don't know. <laughs> it, you really want to say smart twat. Like, that's what you want to say. But only because, like, because of internalized misogyny, you want to say smart twat. Yeah, I don't even know how to say that. When it's S-W-A-R-T, that would be swart. W-O-U-T, woot, wout, swoot. That's not a real name. I don't know. Fuck that. It, I, I don't know. Audience, is it smart twat or, or a hard knot? so joshua whatever the fuck his name is is 23 and was arrested and being taken to a local detention facility saturday but the officer who was a highway patrol officer by the way um stopped to help at a motorcycle crash scene along the way in the town of atwood that's when Swartwoot managed to get behind the wheel of the officer's car and drive off. He did. So wait, how did he get from the back seat handcuffed into the front? I have questions. I don't know because I remember back in the early podcasting days, a black man was handcuffed in the back seat and, and killed sh- himself. Shot him, yeah, <clears throat> with the gun. Yeah, yeah, in the chest. I, well, I mean, he's black, so it makes sense that he could take a gun while his hands are handcuffed behind his back and then shoot himself in the chest. That's right. Quick (sighs) twitch muscle. Quick twitch muscle. Very quick twitch muscles. Uh, All right. So, Swarovu got behind the wheel of the officer's car and drove off, leading police on a chase that only ended when the cop car ran out of gas an hour away. (laughs) Damn. (sighs) So they knew what they were doing. Determined not to be caught, Swartwood got out and then ran, according to an ABC affiliate, with his hands still handcuffed behind his back. <laughs> Don't worry. Eventually, they caught him and got him in custody and took him to jail. That takes great fucking balance. It does. Yeah, hands. Yeah, because you don't have your shoulder and arms to help you mm-hmm. with your old balancing. I in still want to know how he drove the fucking car. Was he using his knees? Maybe he was that tall. Maybe using one knee? I don't know. I have questions. Yeah, maybe it's just really cool. Okay, I will be right back, though. So It's oh. all you. <laughs> what? All me to do what? I don't know. I don't do stuff. It's uh, 1.22 p.m. 
I probably really should get close to wrapping it the funk up. So let's go back to um, some things that I may have had here. Western states bracing for a very active wildfire season. Uh, wildfire season following a warm, dry winter. <clears throat> I'm sure if you follow the wine cellar, you're just um, giddy about climate change news. Uh, to my understanding, you get uh, you find yourself in a quite gittarian position. As I say things to hold the air down while I get the camera straight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. <clears throat> so. Uh, we're taking a look at this article over here by Alicia Victoria Lozano, and they're telling us that the western half of the country is bracing for a super hot, dry as fuck, and potentially dangerous wildfire season that appears to be already underway in several states. The National Weather Service issued a red flag warning on Friday for much of the Great Plains, including North Dakota, where a large wildfire Thursday threatened homes and forced people to evacuate. A red flag warning means a critical fire weather conditions are either occurring now or will shortly. A combination of strong winds, low relative humidity, and warm temperatures can contribute to extreme fire behavior. The National Weather Service has told us this on their own website. All 11 Western states um, and their areas are currently experiencing severe extreme drought conditions, including North and South Dakota, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona, according to the U.S. Drought Monitor. The Southwest U.S., which is already experiencing widespread, severe to exceptional drought, will remain the hardest hit region in the U.S. And uh, water supply will continue to be a concern this spring in these drought affected areas. Information coming from Mary Erickson, who of, of whom is the de deputy director of the National Weather Service. The ongoing hot, dry weather is adding to concern that this year's fire season could be similar or worse to the previous seasons. Quote uh, <clears throat> from uh, Stanton Florea. Uh, Stanton says uh, we are preparing for the fire year. Uh, Stanton's a spokesperson for the National um, Interagency Fire Center. As a result of the increasingly dry vegetation, the National Interagency Fire Center recorded an increase in fire activity across the United States in March, especially in the southwest and Rocky Mountain regions. Above normal fire activity is expected to continue across the northern plains through April and into early May. A quote from Florea, things can change, but do we accept do we expect the uh, potential for another very active wildfire season in the West? At this point, it's those drought conditions and dry vegetation that are driving that, end quote. As of Friday, nearly 1,800 firefighters had already mobilized to battle at least 19 different blazes in the Upper Plains, the Rockies, the Great Lakes, the Southwest regions, Florea added, this does not include firefighters on prescribed or controlled burns. Quote, 
that is a pretty substantial number for this time of year, end quote. The national preparedness level, which is dictated by fuel and weather conditions, jumped from one to a two this week, um, allowing the fire agencies to free up more resources and prepare for increased fire activity. Last year's preparedness level didn't increase until June. Across the country, record-breaking wildfires are becoming increasingly common as temperatures spike and droughts worsen, leaving brush dry, overgrown, and flammable. On Thursday, the North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum declared a statewide fire emergency because of drought conditions that fueled a large wildfire near the Taurus town of Medora. Uh, where at least 100 residents were forced to evacuate. There were no reports or injuries or damaged structures in the community near the Theodore Roosevelt National Park, Burgum said during a news briefing on Friday. But critical fire conditions are expected to continue through much of the day, according to the North Dakota uh, Forest Service. Red flag warnings were also issued throughout the week, through much of the state. And coming to a close on this, um, they're saying that one piece of good news is that Alaska, usually among the first of the states to see wildfires each year, is not experiencing an uptick in 2021. Uh, A quote from from Bill Bower, Carrie Bill Bower, Carrie Bill Bower says, uh, quote, Alaska usually burns first, then the Southwest, eastern areas in texas and florida she said adding that fire experts are not panicking yet furthering the quote it's just one of those things where you never know especially with the dry fuels and winds of course you're going to have increased fire danger you just plan for the worst end quote end article be on the watch out for that shit i'm sure it's a grand old time for you just as much as it is for me, buddy chief. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. And making sure that I don't have a gosh darn thing left. Uh, LAPD SWAT sh- officer got shot in the face before a gunman is killed in a standoff. Well, you know, sometimes you get shot in the face if you're a stupid blue life that no one cares about. You had it coming, buddy. Shut the fuck up. That's not victim blaming. There's no such thing as a blue victim. They're all guilty of something and simply being responded to. And I'm just heading over to Texas real quick and fast. It's 1.30 in the p.m. Oh, no. What are they doing in Texas? Uh, Reminded folks not to mess with them. Hmm. You won't mess with Texas? Is that what you won't do? Do you want to? Sure. You won't mess with Texas? Coming off of the Daily Dot. All right. Serious news out here. Uh, Customer uh, has a situation with uh, pizza. And a pizza service worker has a situation of injury Mm. from said customer. All right. That's why I know Phoenix Kalita is totally jazzed about this one. Might be. Might be. Could be. Mm -hmm. Possibly. Let's see. Pizza 
shit. You don't cuss at me. Yeah, you go ahead. Cussing at me. I'm gonna fucking call your manager. I'm gonna fucking call you. Don't you cuss at me. Mm-hmm. See, I told you it was Karen energy with that Florida story. I spent $15,000 here. You can't make me leave. It is exactly that type of energy. Yeah, just a, a, maybe a little less than 15000 It's a pizza hut. It's a pizza hut. Unless you were buying the franchise. Do I have to call corporate right now in front of your store? Please, oh. goddamn piece of shit. You don't cuss at me. Why does she stomp like that? Those aren't stomping shoes. <laughs> what was that? Folks checking out the video. Right now in front of your store. Please, goddamn piece of shit. You don't cuss at me. And she like hit the light fixture. Okay. Why? Now the light fixture's just a swinging. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> Cussing at me. You, I'm going to fucking call your manager. Mm-hmm. And that's like you're going to find something to me. He's just saying, get the fuck out of the store. The hilarious part, you can't cuss at me. I just did. Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out. Oh, God. Because, like, like, yeah. Also, just this thing that, like, <clears throat> white people especially tends to do in these situations. Because then they'll be like, oh, I was scared or I was emotional. And it's like, but you keep walking closer and getting louder and yelling more. Why are y'all always trying to escalate shit? Go the fuck home. <laughs> It's really like everybody wants to be hard. Maybe thinking it's not just fucking black teenage boys. Everybody wants to be hard. Y'all just like criminalizing them. But fucking, yeah, because like, what does she want? She wants the story to tell that she didn't take no crap. Mm -hmm. Especially from, you know, what, like an hourly worker? Like someone who's just so beneath her? Oh, yeah. And they're like 19 right now. So they're fucking millennial punks. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? She might be 40. She may actually be the millennial and not even know it. Holy shit. We got millennials that don't know it. That's a real thing. Uh, All right. Let's see. Corporate number for Pizza Hut. And now somebody, they're they're speaking lower than she is, um, not near a microphone. Like, trying to tell you, you can't get behind the counter. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to be on that side. And did she just yell corporate Pizza Hut at her phone? Pizza Hut. Corporate number for Pizza Hut. Oh, she's Googling by voice. Mm-hmm. Corporate number for Pizza Hut. <laughs> they, they might have more than one number. He was going to throw something at me. What the fuck are you talking about? From all the way the fuck back there? What was that nigga finna throw? Oh, God. Like, you had to not only... You walked around the counter to be close to him. What was he going to throw at you from all the way the fuck back there? Like, this sub-demographic of white women has been lying so long. He's running me over! Yeah. You don't even realize you're uh, you're so on camera right now. There's an African American male threatening my life. <laughs> you're just so used to it. Who taught you to do this first? Like it has to be a deliberate intergenerational teaching. 
I don't think it is. Nah, it's just socialized. Yeah, I think it's just socialized. <clears throat> yeah. Because I think that it's so much of that, like, the racism and the classism and the respectability politics that, like, once somebody who's beneath you, like, challenges you or steps to you, you're allowed to do anything you want. You know, no matter how like <laughs> ridiculous or how out there it is or how big of a lie it is, like you're allowed to do that to put them back in their place. I really think that's like the underlying message, and that's where this comes from. And then, like, and then be, she's forgetting that because I mean, the the picture isn't that damn clear, and they got some silly emoji thing over it. Mm-hmm. But I think these are white men that she's interacting with, mm-hmm. and even though they're younger and poorer, there's a strong chance the person in leadership here. Is going to be a white man. And what's the story they're going to tell him with this video to accompany it? Oh, some crazy lady was yelling at us. Yeah. Right. So no matter what happened, even if like, even if before the camera was turned on, they were saying some misogynistic shit. All they got on camera is this yelling. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and you tend to forget like, yeah, you, you're playing team white, team white supremacy, team classism, but you forgot that team patriarchy ain't you. Yep. So you weren't you weren't going to come out clean like video or no, she wasn't going to get what she wanted out of this. Well, I mean, even still the fact that like I'm willing to bet she's going to say that she responded uh, emotionally because she was like scared or triggered or something like that. But people are going to look at this video and be like, but you keep walking closer to him. Obviously you're not like, you're trying to start shit. You're trying to instigate shit. Yeah. Cause like if he, and he's bigger than her, he could probably beat the shit out of her. And she's just wa- walking, <laughs> <laughs> yelling, cussing him out, keeps getting closer, keeps getting closer. Like, even as this video goes on, she's a little further behind the counter from where she started. Yeah, her feet, like, you look where the, the, the floor <laughs> tiles are. She is on the other cider ridge. And calling me a bitch and throwing pizza at me and trying to throw pizza at me. Where is the pizza? No, you try to throw the pizza. Like there wouldn't there be pizza on the floor? But did you hear the way she said he threw pizza at me, trying to throw pizza at me? Did he try to throw it or did he throw it? They've been lying for so damn long. <laughs> like you caught how she did that that fast. It went from he threw it to he tried to throw it. Same fucking sentence. Let's do that again. Pizza at me and trying to throw pizza at me. Cussing at me and calling me a bitch and throwing pizza at me and trying to throw pizza at me. Calling me a bitch and throwing pizza at me and trying to throw pizza at me. Throwing pizza at me and trying to throw pizza at me. Well, maybe he was throwing it and maybe he was throwing it good with his right hand, but with his left, he was just trying. You don't know. Okay, so where's the pizza sauce? Where's the... Where's the pepperoni slices on the floor? Where's where's the pizza sauce on her dress? I performed my womanly duties and cleaned it all up already. <laughs> no, you try to throw the pizza at me. You try to throw the pizza. Your manager is gonna see this video. And now the employee's saying something. I think they're saying I burned my fucking hand because you threw the pizza at me. That's what it sounded like. <clears throat> yeah, run it back a little bit. It's 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 rather faint. Yeah, I think he said, I got burn marks on my fucking hand. I think that's, yeah, I think that's what he said. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, is it's, that the manager now? I don't know if that's the manager, but she just realized that patriarchy was happening. 
You saw how fast she fucking backed up when he walked towards her? You know what? Hands up, voice got quiet. She fucking knows. You know what? I didn't, and that was fast. Hold up. (laughs) Damn. She got, what do you say, on code with the quickness. (laughs) What the quickness? Let me see that real quick. See how low her voice got? How fast she started moving? And And that was also after she said the video... Maybe she just realized what she looks like on that video. No, I think that she knew that it was, uh, you know, again, this whole like, you're beneath me. You're not allowed to talk back to me. And oh, shit, they're revolting. (laughs) You know, it's that is that sort of a realization because, yeah, when she thought he wasn't, you know, she was just going to be whatever the fuck she thinks she's doing. It was fine. She was fine to go back behind the counter. But now like uh oh consequences like <clears throat> and especially for lying huh oh i'm trying to see his oh, is his finger look red to you oh shit huh. like cuz he said he got burned on his hand like from here from this angle it looks like it would be his left hand is like red or something yeah i'm trying to see that i want to see the video i want to see the room i want to talk to another room do you I think it's only. I think it's the video quality. Okay. When his hand comes up, it's in front of a uh, red bag in the background. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's that that heat carrying bag. Yeah. Yeah, but see, like, but and like, this is the thing: is she had all this attitude, and it's like, but you, the you could have used this level of volume the whole time. Like, you didn't have to do all the shit you did. You really didn't. They wanted to tell that story. Ugh, God. And stories. I told him I wasn't taking no shit. Calm down. Down. Because he called me a fucking bitch and tried to throw pizza at me. Calm down. Stop yelling at our employees and stay behind the counter or else we have to call the cops. That's not optional for us. That's our corporate policy. If you keep yelling at us and come behind the counter. That's not optional for us. We have to call the cops. Yeah. She she actually called corporate. Oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess the person with the TikTok account, they put that image up there on hold with corporate. They probably closed. That's funny. I like that that's what the word probably is now because... And that's before social media. Oh, yeah. I remember doing that shit in forums. I was just like, I'm not fucking... I'm going to type it the way I say it. (laughs) I think that became... That's where we developed our styles. Like, I'm just going to type how I talk. Yeah. Right? It's not a bad thing. Hell, I think the best way to podcast was to podcast how I talk. I mean, unless you're running for, um, you know, to be uh, affiliated with your school district and you live in Evanston, then probably it's bad to type the way you talk. Oh, well, that'll be a good one to get into. It's one forty one p.m. Uh, again, if you're catching this, you're catching the archive because we can't go live. Uh, dot can't go live. Uh, well, now it's winecellarmedia.com. There's patreon.com slash fund, paypal.me slash phoenix and william. We did not get an update in on what it's like being um marginalized people trying to buy a house mm-hmm. right now. Uh, <clears throat> but I think we did get to our stuff, our sea level rise, racism, racism of course, um, police reform happening out there in Rochester, New York, mm-hmm. uh, which really ain't a big much. You know, uh, I think Phoenix Cleeter pointed that out. And uh, we'll have more news, more comment. Uh, back in the factory, had a little bit of day off action there. And um, 
proceeded to eat too much food and have to sleep a lot of it. <laughs> and uh, that's just what I did. Nice. And now it's back in the fact. Tory. Yes. But I'm not a Tory politician. Not Tory. Oh, yeah. And I finally found an article about that um, Panera situation where the not woman yet. in Pennsylvania is suing Panera for religious discrimination. Panera bread? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because they fired her for being a pagan. Oh, well, you know, the... <laughs> I don't be knowing what the hell's going on with folks. Yeah. No, well, her manager was Christian and basically said, like, until you start going to church and knowing Jesus, I'm cutting your hours. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to do that. But I finally found an article. All I had was the um, the legal complaint, but I have an article now. Ah. So we can do that tomorrow. All right. We'll see what the hell is happening. And with that, we'll just uh, end the recording or whatever. And or whatever. um Maybe go live on something else. Figure out how this Discord works. Ooh, Discord. All right. Oh, is that that's that's where the cool kids are hanging out. There's a lot of people on Discord. Okay. I might struggle my way into a session on there. All right. Wow. Well, I am selling.